these untrained eyes says there's a problem on USC's offense. What the hell was that? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Colkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you're going to download this podcast, it's free. I appreciate your support. Do me a favor. Show your appreciation. If you're watching on YouTube, become a subscriber. It's free. It's easy. Click the red subscribe button. And when you see this, that thumbs up, hit it. And I don't want you to miss one episode of Locked on USC. So make sure you click that bell notification button and you are covered. Kind of like the USC wide receivers were all game long against Notre Dame. Final score, Notre Dame, 48, USC, 20. Wasn't even that close. And if you're ready to point your fingers at the USC defense, don't. I got another group of team members you can point your fingers at. And that starts with the head coach, the quarterback, and the and the unit that is supposed to be making this team go this year. I, Coming into the season, all anybody wanted was just a, a halfway decent defense, something that could stay in the game, you know, compliment Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley on offense. Against Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, um, yeah, the defense looked better than halfway decent. But when your starting quarterback throws three interceptions, in the first half, and as a team, you turn the ball over five times, you're going to have problems moving the ball and scoring. Meanwhile, USC's defense, they kept Notre Dame to 250 yards of offense on 49 plays. It was a complete and utter domination from Notre Dame. There's no other way to say this. When USC got off the bus, they were not ready to play. You show up on Friday because the distance is too far from the hotel to the stadium. You don't do a walkthrough, so the team shows up to the most important game of the year. And I understand that they'll just say every game is the same. We treat every game the same each week, yada, yada, yada. Wrong. This is USC versus Notre Dame. I guarantee you Notre Dame had this game circled on their calendar. Doesn't have to, and they don't have to go back to last year. Every single season, this game is circled on their calendar, just like it is on USC's. Difference is one team looked like they were ready to play. The other one looked like, eh, we're going up against San Jose State. We can turn it on like that. Never happened, did it? The, the numbers are staggering. I mean, downright staggering. USC on offense, 302 yards of offense. They held Notre Dame to 251. Caleb Williams, 199 passing yards. Yeah. Sam Hartman, 126. He didn't have a... 
Notre Dame on offense did not do anything special other than take advantage of the USC turnovers. They were on short fields. In the first half, and I, I want to make sure I give props to um, USC analytics. Whomever this person or these people are, they keep some great stats. You can check it out on Twitter. In the first half versus Notre Dame, every one of USC's first seven drives on offense had a negative outcome. Turnover, interception, Notre Dame scores. USC's next drive, penalty. Third drive, penalty. Fourth drive, penalty, plus two runs for a loss. Turnover, turnover, sack. The fact that USC's seventh drive of the night went eight plays, eight plays, 44 yards, they had to settle for a field goal. After the game, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, and Jamil Muhammad was the, uh, he, he was also up there at, at the lectern after the game. Lincoln Riley did most of the talking. Caleb Williams was asked, you know, what did the Notre Dame defense do um, to, to cause, and the, I'm paraphrasing, to cause so much trouble for the USC offense? And Caleb Williams' answer was very simple. Um, they didn't do anything. You know, we, what they showed, what we saw on film is what they did. Really? If that's the case, who is this USC offense? Because no, Notre Dame said after the game, all we had to do, keep Caleb in the pocket. I haven't watched the game again. I'm doing this at, you know, well after two in the morning in Chicago. And the fact that they did not allow Caleb Williams to get outside the pocket. There was no creativity on U in USC's offense. I saw no adjustments, no attempt to roll Caleb out of the pocket. Something's not right. You, you thought you had one of the best wide receiver units in the country. Well, they might be average because they're having trouble getting separation. I talked about this earlier in the week on Locked on USC. The opposing defenses have figured out how to neutralize the Trojans' offense. Rush four or five guys, create pressure, flood the defensive zone with seven or eight guys. Caleb Williams is having a tough time letting go of the ball. Ready for some more numbers? USC's offense had... Well, they suffered 11 tackles for loss. They sacked Caleb Williams six times in the game. Yeah, that's the offensive line, we've got issues across the line. It, it's hard to, to, to look for a positive, but if you want to give a positive for this game, let's give it to the defense. They were constantly put in a bad situation, and they made the most of it. Yes, you know, points go up against the defense, but I gave you these numbers. USC ran 74 plays on offense. Notre Dame, 49 total. And 
USC was what? They came into this game ranked 118th in the country with time of possession. They won that battle. 34 minutes and 49 seconds to Notre Dame's 25 minutes and 11 seconds. That's all Notre Dame was on offense. USC kept getting the ball back, but they just weren't doing anything with it. I'm going to have a much more in-depth breakdown of this game on Monday's episode of Locked on USC. This is my instant reaction. And trust me, this is a very tempered reaction. Doing a lot to keep a lot inside right now. I am now 0 for 5 visiting South Bend. This was by far the most disappointing loss. Coming into this game, you know, hanging out around, you know, Notre Dame's campus, their fans were like in utter disbelief that their offense was going to be able to do anything, even against USC's defense. They had that little confidence in it. After the game, you have a your, your own quarterback. I, I think he was what? What were the numbers? He put up 126 passing yards. And I think it was like 10 for 13 on his, on his attempts. It, they did nothing. They had short fields. We'll talk about the defense in the next segment. Probably get up here, huh? So <laughs> I apologize. It's been a it's been a long night. I'm getting there. So these days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster, and they do it for free. And as easy it is to find a job on LinkedIn Jobs, it's also just as easy to create a free job listing, posting it on LinkedIn Jobs. And once you once you do that, once you create your job listing, you're going to take that purple hashtag hiring frame, just attach it to your own LinkedIn profile, and that'll spread the word for you. And LinkedIn's going to give you simple tools like screening questions. And that's going to make it super easy for you to uh, focus on the candidates you want to with just the right skills so you can ex- interview those people as well as hire them. Recruiting the right person for your team means a better product. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com forward slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Folks, the college football season is here. It's definitely here now. And this season, Lockdown is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on every Lockdown College YouTube channel. Lockdown College Football Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games. And they're going to go in-depth like only Lockdown can, including insight and analysis from their stable of Lockdown College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Live on every Friday from 12 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. You cannot ask this Trojans defense 
to do more than what they did on Saturday. They went on the road and they literally, I went over these numbers, they only gave up 251 yards of offense against Notre Dame. Now, I get it. Notre Dame's offense isn't anything to brag about. It, it's, it, you know, it's, it's pretty vanilla itself. Nevertheless, this has been the one unit on USC's team that has, I guess, put the Trojans offense in a position where they have to score 50 points a game to win, especially if you're going to turn it over five times a game. Remember, this Notre Dame offense that USC faced on Saturday, last week on the road in Louisville, they turned it over five times and lost 33 to 20. I don't put these 48 points on the USC defense. Not at all. I mean, think about it. USC scores a touchdown. What happens on the ensuing kickoff? Yeah, we all watched the 99-yard Notre Dame kickoff return for a touchdown right afterwards. Defense didn't even get a chance to, to revert back or to help pick the team back up again. <clears throat> Let, let's be perfectly clear. and Because we have to be fair. The Trojans' defense did not give up 40, 48 points on the road. But I, I do want to highlight some more numbers here. They gave up 126 passing yards. That's it. Only 125 rushing yards. Penalties? All right. As a team, it says USC had 9 for 75. It felt like a lot more, huh? Defensively? And I'm sure I'm not going to go back and look at each play drive, but does the defense have any penalties? Maybe a holding? I don't know. You you know where the comment section is, folks. You let me know. And I'm sure I'll find out before Monday's episode. But nevertheless, you want to know how good USC's defense was? And even the even when they were put in bad situations, USC has struggled on third down defenses, like on third down conversions on defense this year. They held Notre Dame to 3 of 10. That's really good, and especially for the Trojans' defense. Notre Dame on offense, 4.3 yards per rush. It's acceptable, especially when you consider, you know, they like to run the ball. What else did they do well? So I would like to say that USC's defensive line and linebackers were able to create pressure and, and hurry the Notre Dame quarterback and get into the defensive back, get into the offensive backfield and get some tackles for loss. Not in this game. I guess if you want to say, well, you know what, the, the defense could have done more had they done this. Maybe Notre Dame doesn't score as many touchdowns. Maybe they have to settle for a few more field goals. Zero sacks. One tackle for loss. And that was only for a negative one yard. On the flip side, Caleb Williams, he was sacked six times. And Notre Dame, 11 tackles for a loss. We knew that this was going to be the best defense that USC has faced to date. Well, guess who they're bringing to town next week at home? 5 p.m. kickoff. That's right. Utah, the team that beat USC twice last year. 
right now, even USC playing at home, I don't know who this offense is. I don't recognize it. And it starts up front with the offensive line because they're getting their butts whooped. They can't run block. They're having significant struggles pass protection. And it's not like, like I said, it's not like Notre Dame got exotic and was bringing blitzes from everywhere. They might have stunted and twisted here and there. But all they wanted to do was keep Caleb in the pocket. So you couldn't run the ball, couldn't pass the ball. Five turnovers, and I, I understand the last two were late in the game. Still, even though the on the punt return that Zachariah Branch recovered his own fumble, you watched the game with me. Did it look like the team was prepared and ready to play this game, or did it just look like they they just had a lazy laissez-faire? We're going to get off the bus, go into Notre Dame Stadium. Most of these guys have never stepped foot on their on that field before. We know Lincoln Riley hadn't up until Saturday. He'd watched Rudy a bunch of times on TV and then on the movie, you know, watching the movie. This game is not like every other game. It is the most important game of every single season. Let's talk about Lincoln Riley's role in what happened in this game in the next second. It's time to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time than right now to jump in on the action. And the app is super easy to use. And you get a bunch of different ways you can vote. To bet, excuse me. Uh, you can bet on the point spreads. You can bet on the player prop bets. You like the over-unders? Jump on it. And they got a whole bunch of other ways you can bet as well. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So I think it's time that Lincoln Riley stand in front of the mirror and he needs to ask himself the hard question. Am I preparing this team to the best of my ability? And what changes do I need to make? I'm not talking about the staff. That's not happening during the middle of the season. Get past that, guys. When I don't know if you've seen or or watched the post game interview yet with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and Jamil Muhammad, um, I'm hearing the same answers in week six and seven from our head coach that you should be hearing after weeks two and three. You know, we need to tighten things up. We need to fix this, fix that. Everything will be fine. Like I said, those are the type of answers you give after week two, week three, maybe week four. This is the fourth game in a row where USC has not looked like the better team. I mean, 
I don't know, are they reading their press clippings? I don't get to watch practice enough to tell you this is what's going on in there. But it doesn't look good. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I would prefer Lincoln Riley just step up to the microphone and say, this loss was on me. I did not, me and my staff did not have this team ready to play. Not at the beginning of the game. We didn't make any adjustments at halftime. And the ones we did make, those didn't work. And we need to go back to the drawing board. Because I, I can't say it any clearer and any plainer than this. That was an embarrassment. That was an embarrassment. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> like I said, I would prefer USC's coach to just own it. I went over the their first seven drives on offense against Notre Dame. Again, props to USC Analytics. USC had 13 of their 14 drives with a negative outcome. Second half, run for loss, sack, two sacks. None. Two sacks, two penalties. Turnover, turnover. Again, but just when you think you might be getting back in the game, you score a touchdown on offense, you give it right back. I'm trying to I'm I'm being very measured with my with, with what I want to say right now because again it, it's it's still even though it's been a few hours the, the game has ended. I the team has regressed. And I think it's at the point now where Lincoln Riley and his staff have to go behind closed doors. They need to have a uh, one of those come to Jesus meetings, so to speak, where it's just all laid out there. Everybody, say your piece. And if one position coach says, you know what, we need to make some changes with our starters and with our backups, do it. You can't keep doing the same thing week after week and expect a different result because that's where we're at right now. I, I, we're almost now getting to the point where the, the next time USC is put in this similar situation, and if they play like this at home next week against Utah, it's going to get ugly because I, I think Utah's defense is better than Notre Dame's. And I get it, USC will be at home. They were at home last week against Arizona. Oh, by the way, did you see what Arizona did to Washington State on the road? That's a sign of a team getting better as the season goes on. Oh, that final score, Arizona 44, Washington, Washington State 6. The Cougars had a 6 to nothing lead. I wanted, a, I wanted and I needed a champagne Sunday. Well, <laughs> got the exact opposite. Notre Dame beat USC. And that never tastes good, ever. As I mentioned, I will be back with a full episode on Monday's Locked on USC show. A little bit more in depth, 
So until then, everyone, you know what to do.